0: Dr. Emily Funk Reynolds and you are listening to the Confessions of a Young Doctor podcast while we are striving for a balance at work and at home so that we can be the best for our patients, our family, and most importantly, for ourselves. Hi guys, happy Father's Day. Um, I just got home from seeing my dad and earlier was able to see my grandfather, so it was a good day and I hope that if you celebrated that you had a good day as well. Um, so it was overall an eventful um, weekend. It was my one Saturday of the month to work um, so I worked eight to one. Um, and that is at the office where I work as an employee, not at my own office, um, but it was also the local community day event um, in the evening. So I got home from work around two o'clock, had a couple hours to relax, eat some food, and then my husband and I went on over to the community day and uh set up a little table there and we actually had a really great turnout um more on that <laughs> in a couple minutes um but needless to say i'm a little bit tired um it was i feel like every time i work the saturday on the weekend i always want like an extra day, um, before I'm ready to head into the week. Um, but it is nice in that I'm at my own office, um, close to home on Monday. So I get to ease in a bit there. Um, but I had kind of a, I don't want to say an epiphany, but a discovery this week. Um, and so I wanted to kind of devote this week's episode to that so um i don't know if i've mentioned it on here or not but my husband and i have a dog and she's a rescue dog um her name is lola we love her very much but she is a big ball of energy um and it's been a little bit of a struggle to train her um she has a let's say selective hearing in terms of her commands and um, you know we've had her for over two years now and I would say it's been a bit of a source of frustration um, for us but like I said you know we love her to death and we have tried to train her ourselves um, and work with her we've both done a lot of research Uh, As you guys know, I'm very much a a research kind of girl, and we've looked into how to help with things and improve her obedience. And she doesn't do anything, you know, like uh, threatening to people or anything like that, Um, but just more obedience. And we've really struggled. Um, We've tried to, you know, do all the right things the stuff that we've read and we just felt like we made some improvements but we really weren't getting the results that we wanted with her so um, we finally broke down and decided to enlist the help of a trainer um, and we've had two sessions with the trainer so far and I think the thing that we realized is that we totally correctly identified most of the issues that we that she has um and even the things that we were doing to try to help her and train her were correct um but there were just a few small tweaks that we were missing that play a huge role so um Let me give you an example so um the trainer you know has kind of solidified that we were on track in terms of what her issues were and um so one thing that she does is she scratches at the door when she wants to go out and we have a a glass door like it has window in it um, that leads out to our deck and so she scratches that when she wants to go out and sit on the deck and just you know be outside and watch people go by and things like that and we don't want her scratching the door because it's glass um, so it kind of ruins it so um, usually before she goes out if we if she scratches the door we always make her sit before she goes out and we won't allow her to go out just from scratching. So we're trying to, you know, teach her that she has to sit patiently by the door and then we'll acknowledge her and let her out. Um and that's something that, you know, we have been doing on our own. But then when we would take her for walks, like out on her leash, out our front door of our house, We never did anything like that. We would just put the leash around her and then, you know, walk right out the door. And a lot of times she'd be very excited to go out and just kind of waltz right through. And the trainer had us basically do the same thing that we were doing with the glass door with our front door before walks. So one of the first things that she had us implement is making Lola sit a few you know feet back from the door and wait and then have us open the door first and then allow her to come out Um, so to just kind of set the tone that you know we're leading the way and that it's our command and our decision when she can and can't go out and You know, like I said, it was something that we were already kind of doing with the door out to the deck, but not something that we ever even thought about doing with the door to the outside because, you know, when we're taking her for a walk, we're not concerned about her going outside and she's not scratching the front door. So it just didn't ever occur to us um and that has already changed her behavior pretty significantly and um it was just kind of a really big realization for me i was talking to my mom about the training and the kind of stuff that the trainer was having us do and i realized you know it's really not that different from a lot of the stuff that we were doing there was just small tweaks um and refinements to the stuff that we were doing like adding in you know say a certain step or you know keep doing something to keep a behavior consistent in similar types of situations that we were missing but something that is huge when it comes to training a dog because you know the more consistent and the more specific you can be definitely the better um and i promise i'll relate this back to Uh, practice ownership in a second. But what it really made me kind of realize is that, you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of help. Um, And I think also with the trainer, it reaffirmed that, you know, we were on the right track because we kind of had done our own research and Thought that we knew what her issues are, but having somebody who was an expert tell us, yes, you know, these are the things that she has um, and, you know, these are ways that we can work on it um, was huge in terms of just, you know, our confidence and our commitment to pursuing the corrective training that we needed to. So that brings me to my, you know, practice story of the week. Like I mentioned, this weekend was the kind of community block party in the local community where my office is, and up to this point, we've done a few different types of community day events and, um, you know, different marketing exposure Things, collaborations with local businesses to try to get people to you know know that we're here and also obviously attract new patients and i was feeling a little bit frustrated overall with the events because i feel like a lot of times they don't translate into patients so for example my um one of my kind of, we call her the office coordinator, my employee that kind of doubles as our treatment coordinator and front office person had talked about trying to get people's emails and contact information. And we were raffling off whitening and we've done a few events and we got people's emails, but then like the people who won didn't even care enough to come to the office and pick it up. And I felt like we hadn't, really gotten a ton of patience from the events and you know you have to pay like a 100 150 bucks to attend the events as a vendor and of course it costs our saturday and if i have the other my office coordinator work them i have to pay her so it's not an insignificant um, amount of money that we're spending in startup life you know every dollar and cent counts and i felt like they really weren't seeing the conversions of patients that i wanted to see and i was like i said frustrated and i was kind of complaining to my husband about it and he was like well why don't you ask people what they normally do you know i'm sure this is a thing this is something that you know startup offices do all the time why don't you ask people who've done it before what kind of stuff they do to help get people to come to the table or what people care about and at first i was like i don't know i don't know anybody that you know how you know the typical response that's just kind of frustrated and um i didn't really feel like i had anybody that i could call with that question and then i Realized that I'm in a Facebook group with it's uh, all women in orthodontics, and I would say that I feel more comfortable posting in that group. I've posted a couple questions. um, Just the environment is pretty positive, and so I was like, okay, you know, I'm just gonna post it in the group and, and see what people say. So I did, and I asked, you know, if anybody had advice for these types of events, what they do to attract people to come visit the booth and oh my gosh i got an overwhelming response about um prize wheels and um getting like a wheel that people can spin and depending on what it lands on you know that's kind of the prize that they get and multiple women like commented on my post and said get the wheel spin the wheel everybody wants to spin the wheel um and so i was like okay you know <laughs> let, let's try it i think one woman posted on there and said people don't want you to hand them free stuff but if they spin the wheel to get it they are like so excited so i was like you know what i'm over it i'm frustrated with these events i'm gonna buy the stupid wheel so i went on amazon i bought the wheel Uh, My staff and I put little labels for all of our freebies. So we had like, you know, pens, cups, chapstick, stress balls, all of the branded stuff that we have. And we divided it among the spaces. And, um, wow. The response at the event was insane. Like, literally... Nonstop. the event was three hours long it was six to nine and the entire time we had people at our table oftentimes we had a line of people waiting to spin the wheel and it was actually really fun to see how different kids got excited about different things so like some kids would be like oh my gosh, I really want a toothbrush. And um, a lot of kids really wanted, you know, the stress balls and would be upset when they got a toothbrush. And then there were other kids that would get like a pen and be like, oh my gosh, the pen. Um, So it was a lot of fun. And even adults had fun spinning the wheel too. And we also had a lot of good conversations um, with some parents that came up, people asking questions. It gave us the opportunity to kind of engage with them and we had multiple people take our cards and say that they you know wanted to come for consultations we did also raffle off an electric toothbrush and for that you know that's how we collect people's emails and phone numbers and because they were coming up to us to spin the wheel or you know their kids were spinning the wheel we were chatting with the parents while they were doing that we got the most people to, enter and give us their email that we have ever gotten at any of our other events so um you know i don't it was just yesterday so i don't know that any of those people are necessarily going to be become patients but wow you know compared to the success or lack of success that we've had at our other events it was just like night and day and i have to say it was 100% because of that wheel and I don't know what it is about it um to me it didn't seem that exciting but we literally had a crowd in front of the table the entire three hours and people were so excited to come and I actually had some patients stop by and it was great to like see their faces and they got to spin the wheel um and I just felt like the first time that I'd done one of these events I kind of walked away from it saying, you know, that went well. Um, I would say there were definitely some learnings from the event in terms of, you know, just overall setup. Um, I think we need to get a better table set up because it was a very windy day and our signs and stuff were blowing all over the place. Um, my husband was doing the event with me and he actually ran to the local pharmacy in the middle of it as we were setting up to buy some weights so that we could kind of keep things down um and you know just in terms of maybe limiting kids trying to spin more than once or adults spinning the wheel um so definitely some things we need to tweak in the future but um it was a huge difference from anything that we've done in the past and that 100% would not have happened if I had not posted in the Facebook group because it's like I had seen those wheels but it's not something that I ever thought to do because honestly to me it seems kind of stupid um but 100% people loved it and it just really kind of showed me that you know we were on the right track right just like with the dog training we were giving people away you know our swag and we had the raffle but we were missing that element to kind of get them to the table and draw people in and be able to talk to them and getting that help from the facebook group from other people who have had similar experiences was what we needed to kind of push through and and get the response that we were looking for just like with my dog you know we did the research we kind of knew the right things but we needed that little extra help from the trainer to be able to start to see a change and to stay consistent so i guess my point with this week's episode is to kind of show you that even if you feel like you've done all the research you know as much information as possible There's really no substitute for expertise and experience. And if you don't have it, you need to go out and find somebody who can help you. I think me in particular, I a lot of times get caught up in trying to do everything myself and thinking that, you know, I can just research it and trial and error and and figure things out on my own. And while that might be the case, you know, I saved myself a lot of time of, you know, going to different events and trying different things and seeing until something stuck. I don't know that I ever would have discovered the wheel if I hadn't, you know, asked. And now that that's going to be like my go to thing at future events. So I will definitely keep you guys posted on this week. I'm excited to see like if anybody calls or or what happens in terms of converting those patients but i really just wanted to say that you know don't be afraid to ask for help and a lot of times it's just a small tweak that can make a huge huge difference so i hope this can be an example for anything in life for you whether it's business personal you know whether you have a practice or you're still just practicing um if there's something that you're struggling with talk to people find out what they do and things that work well for them because you never know what that little thing could be that would make a huge difference for you so that's all i got for this week guys and i hope you have an awesome week and i'll check back in and hopefully (laughs) let you know that we booked a lot of patients this week all right i'll catch y'all in the next one bye guys